Hello and welcome to Isolation and Me. I'm Blanche Anderson, voiceover actor and filmmaker. This is a podcast which explores personal experiences during the COVID-19 outbreak. It discusses the highs and the lows and whether we can find any positives in this unusual and uncertain situation. Claudia and I met six years ago when we worked together in a headhunter's office two newbies together. In fact, we both were thrown in a little bit at the deep end as we met the whole company on our first day. Luckily, it was a small company. Still um, a little bit intimidating though, right, Claudia? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I also have um, a vivid memory of when um, we both met. I just remember it was on those big chairs in that like giant white hallway. Um, our offices were a bit unusual. Do you want to um, describe our, our super cool office? Yeah, I, re- I remember that. It was uh, it was Alice in Wonderland theme. So it was really fun and really weirdly decorated. And there was a massive rabbit. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was a massive white rabbit in the hall. I have a photo of us um, kissing it. Actually, I remember one Christmas party. Someone sat on it and broke it, and they they found the footage and stuff. Not our company. Okay, I did not. I I also remember a picture. I think we were both wearing like tartan trousers or something. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. We were we were in Edinburgh because we used to do these really cool um company trips sometimes, like for team bonding, because most of the people were like, you know, remote workers. So actually it was kind of just me and you in the office quite a lot together, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess that's how we, we became friends, right? Yeah. So literally me and you and sometimes our boss, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And and I just remember your lasagna as well. So that was <laughs> that was a highlight. So just quickly, um, just about, you know, how we both came to the job, just because, yeah, we did start on the exact same day, I think. Um, but the way that we got the job was slightly different. So um, as Claudia said, it was Alice in Wonderland themed. At the time I was working in um, Harrods, uh, you know, I was still acting and voiceovering, but, um, you know, it was early days and I was working in Harrods. And then I remember my friend was like, oh, can you do a bit of like a promo work for, yeah, this office? And I had to dress up as a Cheshire cat. And then I ended up chatting to my, well, future boss, I guess. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just had a commercial come out and I need something flexible. And he basically offered me the job and a spot. I think he must have been drunk. <laughs> um, and then Claudia's, Claudia's process was a little bit more rigorous. Do you want to see how you came to it? I was so annoyed when I heard that you got the job this way. I had to go through like two interviews, like the psychological assessment, a written assessment of like some uh, some simulation of what the job would have been or something like that. I found it through like, my university website and it was all very serious yeah. and very businessy. <laughs> when you say university website, like it was a prestigious university. You went, you did um, a postgrad at Cambridge. <laughs> Yeah, it was Cambridge, yeah. Uh, very different from me anyway. Um, so just two quick things. I uh, So first of all, like about 10 minutes ago, there was a big siren outside because I live next to a park that said, this space should only be used for exercise and no other purposes. Can't remember. But anyway, if you hear that in the background and the siren, that's why. <laughs> bit, that's the first day I've heard that actually. So a bit... It feels a bit 1984. Yeah, I, I don't like this climate very much. There is a bit of like, a, yeah, almost policing and almost feeling like you want to mm. report on your neighbours and yeah. Yeah, 
And people in your house and stuff is like, have you been out more than once today? You know, if you're in a, a flat share. To be honest, I'm a bit the person doing that because my husband is <laughs> is very is a very practical person and very pragmatic. So uh, I'm more the one being like, are you going out for one of the essential reasons? And it's like, oh, there's no one out. Yeah, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bit more relaxed in general, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And I think... He's just kind of like floating through this process like, la, 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 life's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. And then the other thing was that Claudia is such a good friend. So Claudia's heavily pregnant, like literally, I mean, what is it, like a month ago, less than a month ago. And she just um, came off her NTC, is that what you call it, class, early to do this recording (laughs) to be honest the NCT class lasted longer than I thought (laughs) so I felt bad the Blanche had to wait for me so yes my husband is still chatting with our NCT friends yeah but anyway I just thought it was so lovely you're putting you know (laughs) me before your baby's life no it's okay (laughs) um we'll get on to more baby topics um soon because I'm obsessed but also it's obviously a, a very weird time anyway to have your first child I'd imagine but in this climate. So now to get you limbered up a little bit a bit of warm-up questions for you have you had dry skin on your hands from over washing them? <laughs> I was not expecting a question like that. Uh, no I don't think no I don't. I have dry skin because I do not use gloves when I do uh, when I wash out my dishes, but I don't think that's not anything to do with the COVID epidemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, either you're not washing them enough, or no, I I'm getting really bad dry skin, especially in the winter. Well, not the winter, but like um, a few weeks ago, and now it's a bit um hotter. But um, I was like, my goodness, I must have been really unhygienic before. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. So what about sleep? Um, Claudia loves her sleep. Are you sleeping more, less, or the same as before? I am sleeping. That is not an easy question, although it sounds like it. <laughs> so let me tell you everything about my sleep. I do like to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. And on one end, I am sleeping more because I'm working from home at the moment. <laughs> on the other end, I didn't know that, but with like in pregnancy, you really don't sleep very well. So I wake up many times at night. So again, I don't think it is anything to do with um, the COVID. Madness going on, but I I am sleeping weirdly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wake up several times. I stand up. I have a walk back to bed. Uh, but then I go to bed at ten. I wake up at eight thirty. So I don't think I can complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely can. I keep waking up crack of dawn, but I think it's to do with the spring. But I was going to say, yeah, if if she's kicking you, I imagine that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, apparently I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that that's like the way that your body gets trained to horrible sleep when the baby is born. So I'm kind of useless to sleep mm-hmm. uh, through the night. So if, in theory, I should be less likely to drop my baby uh, when the baby comes. So. <laughs> well, at least you at least you won't be able to go out as much. So at least if you do drop her, I'll <laughs> <laughs> be at home. I'm joking. <laughs> kind of a two-part question for you because you're special. But um, are you worried about getting it, like, you know, Claudia now? And imagine a world where you weren't pregnant right now. Would you be worried about getting it? I guess you mean the virus, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I worried? I am not very worried about getting it, to be honest. So if I wasn't, if I weren't pregnant, I definitely wouldn't be worrying, I think. Mm. I mean, I'd rather not get it, but I'm not in the, I don't have any health conditions mm. and I'm not in the age range. So I thought being pregnant meant that you were high risk automatically. Uh, yes, 
indeed, but just because my immune system is a bit weak at the moment. And in general, they, they, they tend to just advise to be more careful. Like I, I read the recommendation from the whatever association that talks to pregnant women, I forgot how it's called. Mm-hmm. And so they, they do advise to be more careful, but it's not like, I, I don't know, I don't have asthma. I mean, I don't have any respiratory yeah. illnesses or things like that. Yeah. Um, so if I wasn't, if I weren't pregnant, yeah, I, w- I would not worry about myself that much. Yeah. Being pregnant, I again, I don't feel worried in the like physical sense. I don't feel anxiety and things like that, at least about getting mm. it. If only because... I think the baby would be fine, basically, and I would be fine. Mm-hmm. It's more like now the due date is coming close. So if I am sick mm-hmm. in that specific moment, that would be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. In the sense that probably I wouldn't be able to have my husband there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the hospital, I mean, I would feel bad, basically, to go to the hospital mm-hmm. being sick and go to a maternity ward with a lot of babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it would be a bit stressful, basically. So There was one born with it, wasn't there? Yeah. So I don't know if the mum had it. It's really rare, but uh, it seems possible. I don't think they know whether the baby got it in uterus yeah. or, after, or just afterwards. But yes, a tiny baby was infected, which is a bit scary. Oh, And I heard um, a tiger got it as well. <laughs> yes, so did I. So no one's safe. <laughs> just quickly on that, are you going to... You sent me a link the other day but I can't remember it was it to do with home births like are they advising that now no that was if things got worse again like things change completely I try to stay on top of things but I'm sure I'm not really in certain areas of the countries it has happened that people have been asked to, to give birth at home because of the hospitals had no capacity. In other areas of the country, it seems to be the opposite. Mm. London, or at least I live in Bethnal Green in London, and in, in this area, it seems to be exactly the opposite. I have friends that wanted to have a home birth and they won't be able to uh, because there are not enough ambulances to guarantee that something happens. Oh, right. So it was more about um, not having home births than having them. Uh, it, it depends. I think the article I sent you was actually about people that had to have it, but it wasn't in London ah, okay. uh, but it was it's more about yeah some some people had to change the birth plans basically mm. which is a bit distressing yeah uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case for me I do not want a home birth anyway <laughs> no. so that should be okay no I think it'll be painful no matter what and especially if you don't want that memory at home <laughs> so um how long do you think that this isolation period will last good question in the sense that no one has the answer right so definitely no I don't have it more, more than other people but just the way I feel I, I don't feel is ended anytime so I'm 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 prepared for it to last in a way or another until the end of the year mm. I mean not that I feel that we'll be stuck at home like until December but I don't expect life to be back to normal for a long time yeah. to be honest there's there's different degrees as well I guess the other mm. thing from Claudia's gorgeous accent you can hear she's Italian that was not <laughs> sorry uh, all Italians um <laughs> you're obviously going from I mean uh, what are Italy are they three weeks ahead of us or more I was actually looking it up just before <laughs> talking <laughs> to you to make sure I get the dates right oh, pressure like my region in Italy got into lockdown the 8th of March uh, because it was one of the places where the, the first um, cases were found. Mm. The country went on lockdown a few days later anyway. So yes, in terms of lockdown, they've been there for like a month now. Mm. It seems like they're just going over the peak. Right. So yeah, a bit ahead, but not that much. Well, we're definitely, I don't know if we're peaking because we don't know until it's over, but we're definitely, right. you know, that the rates are hiring a lot. Not, I don't think that was English. Um, <laughs> and this is obviously a total guess because again, no one knows why do you think it was spreading so quickly in Italy I have no idea to be honest they don't know it either no Uh, there are a lot of people asking the same questions but I haven't read a plausible answer yet I've heard because the population is quite old Mm. 
in, in average, I don't, I don't remember what the average age is, but it's quite high, one of the highest in Europe. Mm-hmm. That could be a factor. I've heard cultural aspects, like we spend a lot of time with our elderly and mm-hmm. like often grandparents live at home. Again, I don't know if that's enough, to be honest. I, I, I wish they knew. I think that question was kind of like, because you're Italian, you must know the answer. Kind of like <laughs> any, anyone asked me about politics in Scotland, you must be able to speak for the nation. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> it's in your blood. Yeah, exactly. It's in your blood. What one thing are you secretly loving about being in this situation? <laughs> Is there anything I'm secretly loving? Well, I do not like working from home. I never did. Uh, I like going to the office, actually. Mm-hmm. But one thing I like of working from home is that I can nap lunch. Oh, Like my lunch break is now a nap break. <laughs> I could not do that in the office. The sleep again. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but it is quite important. That was the one thing I was finding hard mm. before the lockdown. I could actually work from home because I mean, pregnant, my company was quite flexible mm-hmm. and they gave me the freedom to do it, but I didn't want to because I don't like it. But then around 2 p.m. or 3 p.m., I just need to sleep. Mm. And now I can do it. So that's something I like. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's hard working from home, um, I'd imagine, because, you know, you're just in your relaxed surrounding or whatever, I guess. Well, I mean, you don't have to do a commute anyway. You're like a 30-minute walker. <laughs> something which is just crazy Claudia's always picked her houses based on where she works so she can like roll out of bed (laughs) the other office uh the one that we used to work together um you were like 10 minutes walk away weren't you yep and and it was a a tiny apartment with a tiny room but I didn't care because I couldn't walk to work yeah that's that's something I like and she was still late And no one would know because we were the only one in the office. Exactly. So I've just outed you. Sorry. <laughs> six years ago, I, I I think we'll be fine. So this is a little bit of a cheeky one. So I hope you don't mind. So <laughs> is it more difficult, less difficult or the same being in isolation with your husband? <laughs> <laughs> it will not be given the link to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's impacting our relationship relationship yet to be honest in the sense that mm. we are still quite close and we still manage to mm. to like to give each other our space so uh, just uh, like we, we live in a flat uh, mm-hmm. it's not a big flat but it does have a spare bedroom for the baby mm-hmm. uh, and so my office is the living room mm-hmm. where I'm talking right now and his office is the baby's room both rooms have a door mm-hmm. so basically for most of the day we still have our like working time and me yeah. time and we don't step on each other's toes yeah we see each other much more often we have lunch together every day (laughs) when you're not napping (laughs) before I do not so yes we we do see each other more Mm -hmm. but it's okay actually we we play games in the evening we watch movies Mm -hmm. we chit chat so we it's a it's okay we go for a walk I say it doesn't impact the relationship it does impact a little bit but not not in a bad way for now so it's quite similar yeah I find myself a bit less independent if only like in the sense we have always been an independent couple we did a year long distance many years I was living in London I was living in Cambridge so we're not used to be all over each other Mm -hmm. all the time well now I'm like oh if I want to go for a walk it's like Roman we want to come (laughs) (laughs) and if it doesn't come like oh maybe I don't want to go that might be because you're pregnant too and also I was just thinking (laughs) if you don't feel like coronavirus is impacting you relationship wise don't you worry that baby's coming (laughs) soon (laughs) there's a breaking ball coming in anyway yeah I am really 
really sad um and Claudia knows this about not being able to see the baby straight away because I wanted to be a, a family away from home you know um because obviously your family are in Italy and, and his are in France so I I wanted to be that auntie but um I'll have to wait until lockdown's over you know you have the next 20 years to be that auntie don't you worry <laughs> <laughs> 20 what's happening to her after 20 years <laughs> Or what's happening to me? <laughs> She's an adult. Doesn't matter anymore after that. Ah, okay. I was like, are you telling me my death date? <laughs> Tell me a little bit. I mean, you've touched on it a wee bit. So you're preggers. You live with your husband in a flat in Bethnal Green. You've got a job. I want you to tell me about your uh, life before COVID-19. So, you know, what what job do you do? I never understand, guys. So maybe this time I will understand. (laughs) Uh, That is true. We went through this conversation a few (laughs) times. Uh, I'm a software developer uh, for a company in the city. How can I make this not boring? (laughs) (laughs) Sing it. No, it does not have any. But yeah, that's that's it. Basically, I work work in asset finance. That's the industry my, my company works in. I'm an engineering team although I'm not an engineer by background but I learned on the job which makes it quite fun mm-hmm. I work in Java if anyone is interested in this detail mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah so we're very much an office work uh, mm-hmm. work to mortgage work to work as Blanche told already yeah. what's kind of like the biggest change that you've had to go through except for working from home or is, or is that the biggest change this is a big change to be honest in the sense that but although yes it's not the it doesn't sound like the most social job it's actually quite social it's quite collaborative you work a lot mm. with your colleagues so yes lots of questions people ask you a lot of questions so in isolation working in isolation is not obvious mm-hmm. uh, and at the same time it's a focused job so you, you need if I if I can't think I can't work right. So mm-hmm. if I if I can uh, concentrate or be productive, I have very stressful days because I cannot get work done. Mm-hmm. So that that actually impacted a lot. Mm-hmm. And the other bit is um, like anyone else, I think, like not not being able to see friends. Yes. Again, it's nice that I don't live on my own, but it's not the same mm-hmm. to have uh, like one person rather mm-hmm. than all your circle of, of people. Yeah, and like you said, you're a very independent person and it's natural that, yeah, missing that. And then I guess also you're, um, I know that your husband and your family were going to come over when the baby was born. So obviously that would be have to be a delayed. And I, I know that as well, you were going to do like a welcome to the world party, weren't you? Yeah, there are a few future plans that are on hold at least. Mm-hmm. So yes, my mother-in-law was supposed to come a couple of weeks after the baby was born to help because she's lovely and she works with babies so it's been really helpful so obviously it's not happening Mm. we have a lot of weddings actually this year because I guess 2020 is a very popular year for weddings um Mm. none of my friends have cancelled them yet Mm. I've had one but uh none of them is in the UK so Mm. all of them involve international travel uh, and I, I don't see how that's going to happen, to be honest. Well, first, because we can't travel. Second, because at the moment they have suspended um, the baby's registration, so you cannot register the birth. What? Uh, yes. I don't know if all councils did that, but I think Tower Amless did. If you cannot register, it's not an essential service, basically, so they just say, like, you'll do it later, whatever, you won't be fined. Mm. Uh, but without doing that, you cannot get a passport. If you cannot get a passport, mm. the baby cannot travel. So... Yeah, future plans are a bit are a bit uh, blurry. Yeah, very hazy. I'm definitely finding myself living in the moment more because that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's been your 
biggest disappointment so far? My biggest disappointment? I haven't had big disappointments so far in the sense that everything is still okay. I mean, obviously there have been changes, but none of them is really impactful in a negative way. Mm. The biggest disappointment would be, I'm a bit afraid of that, if, um, if Roman cannot come with me in the delivery room. So this may happen. It's still not the case in our hospital, but mm. it, it's happening yeah. somewhere else. Uh, they warned that could be the case. Mm. At the moment, he, he can be there. He just has to leave just afterwards, which is not ideal, but it's okay. Yeah. But if I had to do to go through childbirth, that would be really, really uh, sad. But nothing on the scale has happened yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so basically, it's more the, the anxiousness yeah. and the anxiety of future, I guess. So I'm um, forgetting the disappointment side then. So have you had any like really low or flat days it doesn't have to be for a particular reason but have have you felt you know you've actually been in isolation for longer than the government said a bit longer yeah. kind of had a wobble I'm sure but um so yeah could you talk us through one of those uh, yes it's hard to know whether when I have my low moments is due to like pregnancy hormones or COVID or just work related like low productivity blues uh, but yes I have a few days where I just I'm just sad, mm. to be honest, and it's a bit hard to understand mm-hmm. why. I'm not an anxious person in the sense that I never reacted to difficult times with like physical mm-hmm. anxiety, but it's not new to me that I react to difficult times with like freezing, basically. So uh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay in bed and I just want the day to be over. Mm-hmm. And this happened a few times. I took a couple of days off work just to say, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be kind with myself, let it go, and then focus on productivity tomorrow. Wow, you just um, literally geared up my next question there when you said productivity, <laughs> because you you are one of these people that I know at the best of times you, I was going to say you feel guilt. I know that you do like to be proactive and if you, and if you're not, you feel a little pressure. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth here. Are you trying to be productive in your spent you know, your spare time um during this isolation period, doing little projects and things? Um, and do you feel guilty when you aren't doing the projects? I'm trying not to, to be honest. As you say, it's is a is it's nothing new. I would like to be more proactive and have more like personal projects and uh, creative times than I actually have. So I, I beat myself up a little in general for not being as active as I would like I'm trying not to do it now if only mm. because it's out there like you read dozens of articles say it's okay you don't need to be super proactive let's just ignore all these articles mm. about all the things you can do and I started like that like I reorganized all my like paperwork yeah. cabinet with all my my don't know electricity bills in mm. medical order or something like that mm. I literally lasted two days and uh, <laughs> mm. and I have a list of things I would like to do but I'm not doing them and I think it's okay mm-hmm. I, I'm fighting it basically I, I know I tend to go down the truth and I try not to now that there is a four days weekend for the, the Easter weekend mm-hmm. I am tempted to say oh it's four days in a row I could do a project I can yeah. write an app and uh, yeah. whatever uh, and I'm, I'm not doing it and I think it's okay uh, but yeah I need to be careful oh my goodness I can't believe you're like I could write an app who <laughs> yeah. are you how are we friends <laughs> well I'm not writing it right? yeah. I'm just wishful thinking well either way I definitely relate to that and I think at the beginning I definitely was like right gotta fill all this time uh, gotta pack stuff in because you know it's an opportunity to really push and actually I think the happiest days are just when you're kind of rolling along but yeah I think we both have issues with that anyway in life don't we so (laughs) 
are doing a lot of things, aren't you? Like, I think you're actually extra productive. Okay. I will uh, edit that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you giving me uh, flattering <laughs> comments. Um, okay, so what is the best moment or highlight um, since social distancing and isolation began? I have to say it's probably now, as in the, the past few days, because the weather is... <laughs> I thought you meant right now. <laughs> Literally this chat. Uh, no, I went just, just the last week or so. Because uh, because of the weather, it's just so simple. Like the, because there is not much happening, <laughs> I think that mm. simple things become more important. And the weather has been gorgeous. It's been oh. sunny. It's been 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. And although I'm stuck at home, it's just so much nicer. Like the other day, when was it? Like just before the, the weekend, so Thursday, mm-hmm. I was working. It was afternoon. My I work in front of the window and I have this afternoon sun coming in. And it was super warm. Mm. And it was like smelling amazing all the flowers I opened the window and I was like listening to like reggaeton while coding and uh, there was spring all around me I was actually happy yeah. like like I was really on holidays yeah uh, and I this wouldn't happen otherwise yeah. I wouldn't care I wouldn't even notice I think a hundred percent definitely it's the small stuff and we're now appreciating it and it sounds so um, cheesy but it's it's true so what are you learning about yourself <sighs> Am I learning something about myself? Is the real question. Well, that could be an answer. Like, I mean, the answer could be nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm learning something new. I'm I'm recognizing things of myself. Like what I said before about how I react to difficult times, for example. I'm like, okay, it's happening again. It's okay. It's okay. It's a side of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more it's more reminders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, for example, yes, I have a lot of spare time. I could do yoga every day and all, do all these things, but <laughs> you won't. You know you won't, just stop it. You know, so yeah. more, 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 of, more like that, more like recognizing part of myself and accepting mm. them and dealing with them rather than, oh, I didn't know I would react that way uh, to this situation. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned yoga because I started this process, you know, doing yoga every morning. And it is something I definitely enjoy. And I, I do look forward to classes and things. Doing it alone is obviously a different thing. But I almost feel like this period's like um, New Year. You know, you feel pressure to uh, make these New Year's resolutions and stick to them. But actually, by the end of January, everyone gives them up. <laughs> and mine was like by mid-January. I think I lasted two weeks and now I'm like, meh, I'm going to sunbathe in my garden. Don't worry. <laughs> this, I mean, this is going to be a huge difference here. But um, what situation do you see yourself in three to four months time? Yes. Ooh, let's let me think about it <laughs> yeah obviously I will have a baby so a lot will change uh I as I said I don't imagine the like general situation to change that much so I still see myself in isolation to be honest in a couple of months time at mm-hmm. least uh but with a baby so that, that would be interesting mm-hmm. I don't know one and again my first baby so I don't really know how it is but people don't seem to be that keen to do a lot of things and get out of the house loads when they have a baby so mm-hmm. maybe it would have been exactly the same. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I suppose I will stay in a lot. And I was imagining my maternity leave like in the park with the other mummies and having brunches <laughs> and things like that rather than stay at home and watch Netflix. But maybe that would have been the case anyway. It might be nice to um, do the whole stay at home because you don't feel like you've got to jump back into your old life straight away. I know that um, from talking to some of my friends who've had babies, they're like, it takes you hours to get out the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> and actually it's kind of easier just to stay at home for a little bit so maybe it's quite nice that you've got a bit of forced period I don't know I don't know I, I, I'll let you know in a few months yeah <laughs> well you will because once again you stole my, my remark which is um, I will be catching up with you in three to four months time just to check in and how you see how you are getting on if you've got time to speak to me that is <laughs> <laughs> maybe the room won't be that quiet but <laughs> yeah. I will find that time to speak to you that's sure. fine she can get involved okay so using your chilled and calming attitude which you always carry with you if you were speaking to someone and they were really you know het up about the whole thing really nervous about the current situation what parting advice would you give to them to kind of calm their nerves and it's hard to give new advice because we get advice literally everywhere <laughs> so <laughs> So I guess first, maybe you should ignore all the advice. Yeah. <laughs> Just be kind to yourself. That, that's literally what, what, what the, the one thing that helps me is like, mm -hmm. I repeat myself, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. We cannot know. We cannot predict the future. Mm -hmm. We didn't predict this would happen. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know all the implication. It's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We will feel things. We will think thoughts and that's fine. There's nothing we can do. And to me, this helps a lot. Just taking the pressure away myself mm -hmm. and say it's gonna be okay yeah um, definitely kind of mothering yourself I guess <laughs> in a way getting used to it yeah well I think that's really beautiful and it is nice to just kind of sometimes yeah just stop what you're doing and take a moment I also find myself at the moment, like, I mean, I do this anyway, which is having all, you know, radio or podcasts or music or whatever on all the time. And actually, my my phone battery died when I was at once a day exercise and I was forced to not listen to anything. And actually, it was so peaceful. And I thought, whoa, my head automatically feels a tiny little bit quieter, which is the aim of the game, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and for leaving your class early for me, virtual <laughs> class. And um, yeah, thank you very much and all the best and goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Isolation and Me. Don't forget to subscribe and share and stay safe.